Hello and welcome to Security Insights, the podcast where we talk to security professionals about issues, technology, and best practices in the world of professional security services. My name is Neil Sutton, editor of Canadian Security Magazine. My guest today is Joel Pedersen, Director of Indigenous Engagement and Training at Garda World. In this episode of Security Insights, we discuss how professional security organizations can meet the needs of Indigenous communities across Canada and how those communities can be integral not only to security, but business opportunities and development. This podcast is sponsored by Garda World. Garda World is the largest privately owned security services company in the world. We offer first-rate security solutions and professionals to protect your people, assets, and reputation globally. Please visit Garda.com to learn more. Joel, can you tell us a bit about your background and what you're currently doing uh, inside the Garda World organization? Sure. I was a police officer with the Saskatoon Police Service for 25 years. I retired about six years ago now. I retired. My rank was detective sergeant and I worked in a number of different positions through the police service. And and one of them had to do with community engagement uh, and being involved with the community, a big part of community policing, right into investigations uh, with detective services. Since that time, I started a consulting company called uh, Security 2J2, which is based out of Saskatoon, uh, Saskatchewan. And we've worked with a number of private corporations, uh, including um, Saskatchewan Indigenous Gaming Authority. Uh, We've provided training for a number of First Nations. And we've also provided training for the Correctional Centre of Whitehorse in Yukon, providing defensive training and, and train to train their capacity and working with their use of force continuum. And since that time, uh, I've had the opportunity and, and pleasure to be able to work with Garda World, where I'm now uh, the Director of Indigenous Engagement uh, Training and, and, and turns out to be some business development. As you and I are chatting, we're probably a week or two away from uh, Truth and Reconciliation Day at the end of this month in September. Can you maybe talk a bit about Truth and Reconciliation and also address UNDRIP, um, United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples, and how that informs your professional perspective as a security professional? Great questions. Thank you, Neil. So the Truth and Reconciliation Commission came up with 94 recommendations. For those of you that aren't aware of it, you can quite easily Google it and and have a read of them. But number 92 is is really quite important, TRC 92, because it talks about... um, business and how important it is to have engagement with Indigenous uh, people and providing meaningful education, meaningful employment opportunities. So it's kind of like leveling the ground. Why do you think companies like Garda World should reach out to Indigenous communities for for business opportunities, for example? Well, at this time, not only is it the right thing to do, but I think as we learn more about Canadian history and we look at the TRC 92 and the other recommendations that are in it, you know, the Indigenous population is the fastest growing demographic in Canada. And right now, as far as economic economics go, in, in Saskatoon alone in 2021, the contributions from Indigenous people were about $1.1 billion. That's in 2021. And, you know, if we could assist in closing that income gap between the Indigenous people and non-Indigenous people, we'd be looking at roughly 196.4 million in Saskatoon alone. So Saskatoon bases, we're somewhere around 300,000 people. So if you want to quantify that, you you can do that in your own area. But I think one of the reasons why it makes good fiscal sense for corporations to look at the Indigenous communities is the fact that there's opportunity there for economic development, economic growth for, for everyone. And it's, it's the right thing to do. So just further 
to that point, what can a company like Garter World do to promote engagement and job opportunities with Indigenous communities as well? Part of our strategy uh, in the Prairie region for Garter World is the Indigenous security strategy. And that strategy is at a baseline. So if I was to use the analogy of like a teepee or a triangle, at the base, you have security guards, you have um, terms have been used called peacekeepers. And I mean, and, and those individuals, those, those men and women are doing security jobs in the communities. The next layer, the way I see it would be like a community support officer, a community support person. And that's a higher level of training. And then, you know, that last level is that police officer or that peace officer. So that triangle works together. It's, it's fluid and you need all parts of that in order to have a safe community. So it, in my opinion, it's about creating safe communities through a meaningful public safety strategy. And that's the strategy that we're working on. Um, are there any specific examples you could give me of uh, Garda World uh, working with Indigenous communities for, for engagement and support? Absolutely. So right now in the Prairie region, we're I'm responsible for working with um, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta, and we just uh, currently are still working with a community called Louisville Tribe, which is part of Masquachesis, which used to be called Hubima. So it's close to Edmonton. Uh, and this, this community in particular, we signed an MOU with, and the intent was to provide meaningful education, meaningful employment, and career opportunities. And when we signed the MOU and started the discussions, it was just before the Pope's initial apology in Rome of this past year. Unbeknownst to us, you know, the, the Pope and would decide to come to Ermanskin, which is part of Massachusetts community, to do his initial apology and then go to Lac Saint Anne, which is also in Alberta. We didn't see that coming forward, but when that did happen. We were in a position where we could reach out to the community and say, the Pope is coming. We want to work with your community. We want to be able to train community members so that they can be doing the work at the, at the locations where the Pope is visiting. So we were able to do that successfully. So we, we trained 40 people. And, and those 40 community members, part of the, the, the greater aspect of, of, of the significant time in our history now with the Pope coming to apologize in a very well-known location of where a residential school was uh, in Ermanskin. And, and so from that, we were able to not only make this strategy work, but continue that. So we are now in a position where we can have opportunities for these community members to work in different locations with Garda in that geocentric area around Edmonton, or if they wish to go Elsewhere, we can do that as well. So there's long-term strategy in this. Is it is it the solution that we're looking for? It's it's a strategy, and it's something that is going to be um, developing as we continue on. And it's something that, in my opinion, can be can be used anywhere in Canada and really around the world. Are there any closing thoughts that you you want to share with our community, just in terms of the security relationship to Indigenous communities and how, uh, as a nation, um, we're we're moving forward with a better understanding? We as people of Canada have to have an understanding of what happened and what still happened. I mean, the community of James Smith is still burying their dead this week. There's a funeral tomorrow that I'm going to. And the fact of the matter is, does it all dig back down into residential school? For some people it does, 
For some people it does, not for everyone, but for you and for me, neither of us were there at that time. I have family members that did go to residential school. So in a roundabout way, I'm connected to that. And so are my kids. And someday so will their kids. It's not like it's ever gonna end, but it doesn't mean that it has to shape the future. So shaping the future, in my opinion, is creating opportunities, meaningful opportunities, where both parties can come together and make the future a lot better. So, I mean, that's, in, in my opinion, one of the real reasons why it's important for corporations like Garda World, which is an international corporation, to take that extra step and make meaningful engagement with, with First Nations and Métis communities and Indigenous communities around Canada, because there's also Inuit communities in the far north. So Garda is there everywhere. Joel, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks very much for having me on, Neil. Thank you for joining us for Security Insights. You can find more security-themed podcasts at canadiansecuritymag.com. I'm Neil Sutton. Thanks for listening. Thank you.